Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We're going to spend the hour today talking about insurance, both auto insurance, which is the subject of debate here in Lansing and in Southeast Michigan. How might we change the structure of auto insurance in the state to, to save people money? Uh, then we're going to pivot about uh, 30 or 40 minutes from now to health care, uh, the national debate over health care. Uh, the the latest iteration of the Republican changes to the Affordable Care Act does appear to be dead. That's the second time they failed to deliver on their promises to overhaul the health reform law. But the question becomes: Where do we do? Where do we go now? What do we do about the things that are? Uh, not working with the Affordable Care Act? What do we do about skyrocketing premiums and the looming costs that could come to states uh, to maintain the Medicaid uh, expansion? So uh, we're going to talk about both of those subjects all morning this morning, and we want to hear from you, of course, about both of them. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will try to work your comments uh, into the conversation. Uh, so let's start here. Year after year, state lawmakers try their hands at overhauling Michigan's auto insurance laws. Every year, lawmakers talk about how we have the highest auto insurance rates in the country and that something has to be done. There's a new proposal every legislative session, and every single time, those plans seem to blow up or fizzle out. But Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan and State House Speaker Tom Leonard, a really unlikely pair, hope this year they've got something that will play out a little differently. Yesterday, the Democratic mayor and the Republican speaker announced that they have a bipartisan plan that would guarantee some really significant rate reductions over the next five years. It would allow people to choose from different levels of coverage instead of being forced to buy a plan that includes unlimited benefits if you're catastrophically injured in a car crash. Is this the year that Michigan's unique auto no-fault system was going to finally see big changes? Will we finally get affordable car insurance rates for people in Michigan? We talk about that a lot in the context of the city of Detroit, of course, where uh, car insurance rates are outrageously high. But it's also true that they're high in the rest of the state. And is this the moment where uh, you see that sort of coming together of interests, uh, Detroiters, along with the rest of the state, uh, wanting to, to to get better rates for auto insurance. And what would all of this mean for people who get really hurt in car accidents? I, I think that's the, the, the piece of this that we don't always pay enough attention to. If we allow people to choose lower levels of coverage, will they be left sort of hanging uh, if they get into bad car accidents <coughs> and can't uh, and can't get covered. So, again, we want to hear from you, 313-577-1019, what you think about these bills that are now uh, pending in Lansing, uh, getting some discussion. Uh, what would you do about auto insurance if you wouldn't do this? Uh, do you think that there's another way that we might lower rates and expand coverage? Uh, 313-577-1019 is the number. 
Uh, go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. And joining me now to talk about what these bills actually do and what their prospect is for passing both chambers of the legislature and maybe getting the governor's signature is Chad Livengood. He is a reporter for Crane's Detroit Business. He covers the city of Detroit. Chad, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, let's start here. Tom Leonard, uh, Mike Duggan, Really unlikely uh, a pair to to come together on anything. They both agree that this is a solution uh, to the problems that we have with auto insurance. What that says to me is that this is something that uh, appeals not only to the problems we have here in the city of Detroit, but the outstate issues with insurance also seem maybe to be uh, maybe ameliorated by this. Is that a, is that a, a, a proper read of what's going on here? It is. And I mean, the, the big thing that, that drives auto insurance is the medical expense cost of it. Uh, personal injury protection, if you look at your insurance bill, it can be at least 50%, but, but sometimes it's up to 90% of your auto insurance bill. Um, and and uh, comprehensive and collision coverage, are really a, a small fraction, and especially if you just drive with PLPD, the basic uh, uh, personal protection, um, most the most of your rate is is, is built tied into up in, that. in the medical expense. So, and if you have a ten year old used vehicle you're driving around in Detroit, uh, you're typically not going to be if it's worth just a couple thousand dollars, you're just going to be getting PLPD. The problem is with our insurance system. Uh, you're paying three or four thousand dollars for that auto insurance for that three or four thousand uh, dollar car, and so um, th- that's that's what uh, Mike Duggan is trying. That's the problem he's trying to solve. At the same time, people find that same situation out state, um, and there's a lot of factors that go into auto insurance with the credit scores and the and uh, education levels, and 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 there's a lot of you know those are those are valid things to debate. But the big thing that really drives the cost up is this medical expense, and yeah. because there's n- all the um, uh, cost containments that we have built into our healthcare system, provider networks, um, and 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 set rates where where uh, an insurance company negotiates a certain price, or the government says this is what we're going to pay you for Medicare and Medicaid, they don't exist in in auto insurance. Uh, it's just um, whatever uh, they can get away with charging. Right. And then what happens is we have a system where the, then. The insurers will then try to fight the, the the hospitals in court. I mean, no fault was designed to try to take out the, the lawyers, and what it what it has done, you know, forty some years later, is 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 created a whole lot of of legal headaches, and 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 so it, now we're at this point where this these prices are rising. And they and they think that they got the case now to make because because of the auto insurance rates are starting to rise in the suburbs, and, and they're starting to see spikes in other parts of the states, and uh, and that that you now makes a bigger political argument that this is no longer just a Detroit problem. Yeah, uh, the question I think that is on a lot of people's minds is if you change this system and give people the option of selecting lower coverage. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I think, is the floor that they're that they're talking about. If you get into a catastrophic accident, you go through that money pretty pretty quickly. And the the the, the pushback against the de-insurance proposal that we were dealing with for a long time uh, from the mayor was, well, that leaves people it leaves too many people vulnerable. How does this bill differ in the way that it that it addresses that, or or does it differ at all? 
Well, it sets this fee schedule at the Medicare rate of 100 percent for for doctors and clinics, and then and then for hospital trauma one ho- uh, level hospital emergency room, it sets at 125 percent of the Medicare rate, and that essentially is meant to really lower the, the amount of costs and charge. Uh, the example that's always thrown around is that the MRI costs $3,500 uh, in auto insurance, and Blue Cross Blue Shield may pay $350. Uh-huh. Um, and so if you get down to closer to, to what Blue Cross is, is negotiating and paying, you're going to take costs out of the system, and that $250,000 cap that the mayor is proposing will go further, that $250,000, than it will now, well, where it may last you a month or less right. uh, in 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 a in a hospital and such and so so that that's the idea is that you if you if you can you know really lower how much is co- is being shelled out then you you don't need as much coverage and and right now the our our health health insurance is calculated in a whole bunch of different uh, uh, ways that uh, is not really well disclosed uh, there's almost almost no uh, state state oversight of of rates and because of that you get this system where where you know, it, it is basically we're paying um, based on a risk that we could be the two million dollar brain injury patient mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. Um, but but that's not necessarily guaranteed, and we may go our whole life without without that accident. And so that's what that's the system we've got is when you have an unlimited benefit, uh, you know, the sort of the sky's the limit for the actuaries in, in calculating these these prices. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the prospect then of this passing? In, in Lansing, one of the things that Senate Majority Leader Arlen Meekoff said he did not want to see in any auto insurance bill was a guaranteed or a forced rate reduction. Uh, I think a, a clean read of these bills says they probably include some sort of uh, automatic rate reduction. Is there any, is there any room for uh, Leonard and Duggan to negotiate with Meekoff to try to get, uh, to, to get these bills through? Well, um, in the Senate, there's uh, not as much motivation to do something, uh, partly because two-thirds of our state Senate, it will no longer be in the state Senate They're leaving. in 16 months. Right. They, are, they are leaving because we, the ter- uh, Constitution says they have to go. Uh, and, be- and, and Arlen Meekoff is one of them, uh, the Senate Majority Leader. So they are leaving, and they don't have the pressure to, to vote on something or do something here. Uh, they also, um, you know, they're going to make this argument that this is price-fixing because we're going to essentially, uh, you know, to require the insurers to lower people's uh, personal injury protection by 40%, which overall they're saying it might be average out to about 20% on your overall auto insurance bill, depending on, well, on, on how your auto insurance is calculated. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough road. This, I mean, this has failed so many times. Uh, but the key in Lansing is 56, 20, and 1. Uh, 56 members of the House, 20 <laughs> senators, and one governor. And right. you've got law. you got to so, be able to count to, uh, you got to be and, able to count to that. And, right? I, and it sounds like uh, uh, Mayor Duggan and Speaker Leonard have already uh, started to count noses. Um, I mean, there's a reason why in this bill they, they really uh, bake in a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, uh, benefits for for seniors uh, that the, the basically that seniors will be able to use their Medicare for for auto insurance rather than uh, paying for a personal injury protection. This is how it works in almost every other state, um, and they also have, have created a provision for 
retirees with lifetime health care, which I, I thought was kind of kind of kind of curious, Stephen, because in Detroit, we got rid of uh, unlimited uh, retiree health care <laughs> in, in the bankruptcy. <laughs> right. But any other city and municipality that, that offers that or even, uh, uh, you know, auto auto company, uh, those those retirees at age 62 could then opt to use their their health care uh, benefit rather than paying for a PIP. So there's a lot of, 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 of people that can get touched by this bill. And, uh, and we know, we know, you know, politically seniors, uh, uh, you know, vote more often. So there's gonna be a lot of reason for people who are going to be uh, thinking about running for, for some office next year uh, to, uh, they're going to be possibly, looking at that. Uh, yeah. Look at this closely. Another dynamic here is what role the Democrats may play uh, in in passing these bills? There are some there are competing bipartisan bills, first of all. But my understanding is that you've got some Democrats who are really pushing back against the mayor and and his proposals. Uh, their concern seems to be related to uh, uh, some of the special interests, I guess, that are that are at play here. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at this and thinking that this looks like a a, a pretty good deal for the auto insurance companies. Their risk and liability is lowered. Yeah, they're going to have to roll back rates, but um, their, their their risk and liability is lowered, and their their potential for profit is probably increased. Yes. Um, and at the same time, uh, they've got they got every you know in Lansing, uh, there's two people that uh, that could bend the ear of a le- legislator better than nobody: the st- the school superintendent mm-hmm. and the local hospital executives. Um, the, the hospital <laughs> executives are very powerful, and 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 that's why auto auto no fault has has stayed the status quo because the the hospital industry and the and the auto insurance industry have had basically locked up um, various parts of the legislature and twisted uh, you know the legislature in knots to the point that they you know no we could ever find 56 20 and one basically right right okay Chad Livengood reporter for Cranes Detroit business covers the city of Detroit thanks for being here on Detroit today anytime uh, quickly do you think you think we're gonna get a deal here that that puts uh, this into law? I'm told that that uh, Speaker Leonard needs to get this out of the House in the next two and a half weeks uh, because there's other priorities like uh, reforming retiree municipal health care. Yeah. If, if they can't get this moving, then then it's not going to have a happen. chance. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, we're going to talk more about the future of auto insurance, and we want to keep hearing from you. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phone. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are talking this hour about insurance, both auto insurance at the state level. Bills have been introduced in Lansing to change the way we handle auto insurance here in the state of Michigan. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about health insurance. Uh, subject of debate at the national level. Uh, the latest Republican plan to reform the Affordable Care Act has fizzled out, but where does that leave us? Does that mean we're done with the idea of dealing with the problems in the ACA, or is there an opportunity? Uh, we want to continue the conversation right now about auto insurance. We heard from Chad Livengood of Cranes Detroit Business in the first segment, uh, talking about the structure of these bills and their likelihood of passing in Lansing. Joining us now is Butch Hollowell. He is Corporation Counsel 
for the city of Detroit. Uh, he's joining us to tell us about why the mayor is so enthusiastic about uh, these ideas. Butch, welcome to Detroit Today. It's always great to see you, Stephen. Thanks yeah. for having me. So last time you were here, we were talking about the same subject. Uh, we had a different package of ideas on the table. The right. insurance was was what uh, was what was uh, being offered. Talk to me first about the differences between the insurance, which we weren't able to get passed in Lansing, and and a proposal like this. De-insurance was focused on the city of Detroit, which has the highest uh, premiums in the nation at about $3,400 a year. And uh, what we were asking the legislature to do was to focus on that. But as we uh, took a step back, um, we realized that the issue is really a statewide issue, particularly when you see that Michiganians pay uh, on average $2,400 a year uh, in their premiums, and that's by far number one in the country. I mean, that's ahead of Florida, which is hurricanes and and all that. And so uh, this proposal uh, with Speaker Leonard and uh, Chair Tice and Mayor Duggan uh, is driver's choice. So this applies to all um, drivers statewide. And what it does is um, it says, look, you have an option like uh, in every other state in the country except for Michigan, uh, to buy the kind of premium that is right for you and your family. So you can either keep the unlimited benefits that uh, you have today, uh, and you can pay your $170 into the Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association, and, and that's that's fine. And you can keep paying uh, the most expensive premiums. Or uh, you can see a 20% uh, reduction overall, or seniors seeing a 30% reduction uh, and if you only buy the, um, uh, the basic uh, policy, a 50% reduction if you have a $250,000 uh, um, uh, benefit or a $500,000 benefit. So uh, consumers are allowed choice. Yeah. Uh, when we talked before about the insurance, we also talked about the rate in, uh, decreases that would come along with it and whether they might be enough for Detroiters to say, all right, that's a victory. I, I really appreciate that uh, you know, I may be giving up something, but I'm getting something back in return. Uh, talk about the rate reductions here and whether you think that's enough for Detroiters in particular who pay the highest rates uh, in the nation. Uh, I do. I do. Um, and so let's start with seniors. Right now, um, seniors are going to see off the top a third of their premium go down. So if they're paying the $3,400, uh, they're going to see uh, $1,100 plus off the top because uh, under no-fault rules today, seniors are prohibited from using their Medicare, that they've paid all these years right. into the system, uh, and now you're retired. Uh, you've got these great Medicare benefits, but they make you buy it twice. So this legislation says, nope, uh, we're going to allow seniors to use their Medicare, so they're going to see their rates go down uh, dramatically by They'll a third. They'll use Medicare instead of, instead the, of. The, the, the part of their auto insurance that that's, would cover that's The PIP coverage, that's right. right. So, they're, they're, um, so their Medicare would be used for the PIP portion. The other thing is uh, a, a third of Detroiters um, only buy the basic. And so that means just PIP. And if you're just buying PIP, so if you don't have collision and comprehensive, right. that's 88% of your premium. You could see your uh, your uh, premiums go down by 50%. Right. This is the PLPD basic coverage that, that, that's that a lot r- of people have. That's right. So, you know, so when you, you break down the premium, roughly a half, uh, 48%, uh, is for the PIP coverage. So what we do is we set a fee schedule, 
um, for hospital reimbursement. Right now, uh, there's wide disparity in terms of what hospitals get. They get three times the amount of, of reimbursement that you ordinarily would get. Second, uh, we would allow you to choose what's right for you and your family, $250,000, $500,000, or unlimited. Third, seniors can use their Medicare. Fourth, insurers have to must roll back their rates uh, 20% on uh, full coverage and 50% on basic coverage. And then let's get to the lawyers. Okay, so the lawyers now can no longer own the medical facilities that they refer their clients to or the transportation. You know, it's a big scandal. Yeah. And so uh, there's uh, anti-fraud language in there as well. But let me just give you one thing I think that most people don't know, and that is, for example, if you looked at the rate of reimbursement for health care costs, under Medicare, for a CAT scan, uh, the reimbursement to the hospitals is $262. That's what it costs. Under no fault, it's $1,821. For an MRI, the Medicare reimbursement rate is uh, $484 under Medicare. For no fault, it's $3,259. So that's just huge incentive for you to run up the bills. The other thing is, I guess, um, the rate of increase is faster in the suburbs in Oakland and Macomb and Kent counties than it is anywhere else. And that's because of the dramatic increase in the lawsuits that's being filed. We did a study of the last 10 years and found that in Oakland, Macomb, and Kent County, the number of lawsuits have increased 50%. Yeah, this this is the the outgrowth of this these, you know, bus advertisements we see 1-800-41-PAIN uh, or whatever those <laughs> that, right. that, that is. These, it's a cottage industry, it's really, a that, cottage that, industry. Has, uh, that has sprung up. Uh, I, I want to get to the phones. we got a lot of folks who want to talk about this issue. And again, if you want to join the conversation, 313-577-1019 is the number. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page or go to Twitter and hashtag us, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Let's start with Derek in Detroit. Derek, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Go ahead. Um, I would like to speak from the consumer's point of view. Uh, I am a nurse that cares for spinal cord injury patients who, uh, most of them, uh, get their care through catastrophic care fund or through their no fault benefits. Uh Um, while there is definitely, uh, issues with the prices that they are charged for the services, because I've seen the bills and, uh, they are fairly high. Uh, what I would say to consumers is, is when you are 25 or 15 and you're driving in a car and then you get in an accident and you become paralyzed, if you don't have no-fault benefits, or in this case you have uh, neglected to get lifetime care coverage for this law go through, there will be no retrofitting of your home or a wheelchair that you can stare using one finger or your head if you're still able to move it, or even with your mouth through breathing, there will be no uh, wheelchair van, there won't be any retrofitting of your house. Uh, basically, your options are what your family is able to do for you or a nursing home, and then the taxpayers foot the bill for that care anyway. And you're, um, yeah, uh, uh, Derek, that's a really that's a really great example. That's a really great uh, set of details that you're adding to the conversation there. Uh, Butch, that $250,000 sort of basic coverage plan it wouldn't cover the things that Derek is talking about. And even if you get the savings that, that you expect to get, 
uh, f- uh, on medical procedures, people are still going to come up short. Well, um, this is still the most generous uh, coverage in the United States of America. So if it you, matches uh, New Jersey, New Jersey guess, is two hundred fifty thousand, which is the next uh, highest in the in the in the nation. And so um, back in the nineteen seventies, when a number of states went to no fault. Uh, for example, uh, when Michigan uh, adopted no fault in October of 1973. So my class at U of D High, for example, was the first class of no fault drivers. And the promise was that um, your rates are going to go down because, you know, it's a mandatory system. It's not a free market system. I keep hearing, how can uh, we need a free market solution? Uh, no fault's not a free market system. No. It requires you to buy it. So in the 70s, they said your rates are going to go down because we're going to force everybody into the system, and then everybody's going to have it, and it's going to um, that pool will ensure that rates go down. That didn't happen because they were able to bake in these reimbursement rates that are unreasonable. And so now what you've had is uh, it was at one time 16 states that had no fault. Now we're down to 12, and everybody's getting out of it because, uh, as Derek I think wisely said, look at it from the consumer standpoint. Yeah. They can't afford it. And so you have Detroiters uh, who are uh, paying, for example, on average of $3,400 a year, having to make a choice between paying uh, your car insurance or your groceries. Right. And you just can't afford it. So allow consumers to have the choice like they do in healthcare and in other industries. But what would you say to, to folks who would be left to deal with the long-term costs of caring for somebody who, as Derek says, has a spinal cord injury, and maybe they're 15 or they're 20. They have years and years, decades to have to do that. Uh, right now, insurance does pay for those things. Um, you'll still get care. You'll still get care. And so anybody that needs care will still get care, just as you do in every other state uh, in the United States. Mich- Michigan doesn't have a monopoly on knowledge as it relates to how to deal with these <laughs> kinds of issues. And people are not moving to Michigan because of our no-fault because laws. Because of the insurance. That's in fact, point. they are moving away from Michigan because of our no-fault laws. Um, and so um, what we're saying is you'll still get care. You'll get the uh, the Medicaid um, reimbursement uh, once you go over the cap. But this takes costs out of the system. And it also treats individuals who have those kinds of catastrophic injuries at the same time. It brings Michigan in line with the rest of the country and gives consumers a choice. All right. uh, Butch Hollowell, Corporation Counsel for the City of Detroit. As always, thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Great to be here again, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Okay. Not everyone is satisfied with what Mayor Duggan and Speaker Leonard are proposing in order to lower auto insurance rates. The Coalition Protecting Auto No Fault has long opposed Republican efforts to overhaul auto insurance in Michigan. They say this is another plan that doesn't do quite enough to protect people who are catastrophically injured in car crashes. Joining us now to talk about that is Tom Constan. He's the president of the Brain Injury Association of Michigan and a board member of the Coalition Protecting Auto No Fault, or CPAN, which opposes the current proposal. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. So you heard part of the conversation I just had with Butch Howell. Uh, I assume you've read the bills. Uh, we were just talking about what would happen if you were 15 or 20 years old, got into a catastrophic wreck and needed uh, care for the rest of your life, uh, things like retrofitting your home, uh, things like that. This new proposal might leave you a little short. Butch Hollowell says they would get care. Uh, this new proposal, up- 
proposal yeah. puts that person in a living hell. Um, they won't get the care for as long as they need it. The issue is with a brain injury or a spinal cord injury, this care requires um, a, a, a lifetime of, of application, if you will. It's not like a broken leg or a broken arm where you cast yourself and six, six weeks later you're fine. So it's, it's the capping of, of the care that will harm Michigan's most severely injured people. No one gets to choose how badly hurt they become. So for someone injured in a catastrophic accident, such as a, a traumatic brain injury or a spinal cord injury, 250000 might last a few days and 500000 might last a month. And I know that I think the argument was made earlier that, well, with the, with the cost controls put in by a fee schedule, mm-hmm. those dollars will extend farther. Well, if you've ever gone through uh, a, a situation where you're, you're, you're fighting and scraping, and, and, and this is a daily occurrence that you're living through, going farther maybe maybe means another month. Well, you have a whole lifetime of care that you're not going to be getting. So um, what's being put on the table is tantamount to McDonald's saying, I'm going to sell Big Macs for half off. You go in and you open up your carton and you get half a Big Mac. And that's um, what this is. Yeah. Uh, so so I also then want you to address the current situation where you've got people paying $3,400 a, a year in, in places like Detroit to try to make sure they have that coverage, but they can't afford it. Uh, no argument there. You know, or, or they choose not to have it at all. I mean, the number of people who, who drive around without insurance, in, in, particularly in the city of Detroit, is, is high because of these rates. So, so I guess it's in some, why isn't it a, 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 a sort of pick your poison, I guess, kind of situation? It, there's, there's no perfect solution to this. Well, I, I think all sides agree that we must continue to attempt to find that solution. And you start with something that is not all the way there. I think Mayor Duggan said this in his press conference yesterday. You start with something that represents just that, a great start. And then you work forward and, and, and seek to solve the problem in its entirety. And we're all for that. Conceptually, nobody's arguing. We're not arguing with, with the mayor or anyone who wants to see rates in Michigan lowered, especially Detroit. They're outrageous. But I think to do that, you have to look at the roots of the problem. Now, we were behind the bipartisan uh, package that was put forward about two weeks ago uh, that focused in on um, medical costs, reigning in medical costs, uh, but our proposal for a fee schedule would be 185% of workers' comp. 100 or 125% of, uh, I think it was Medicare, is, was or Medicaid that was proposed, is just, it, it's not reasonable. So um, let's talk. Let's let's agree that a fee schedule is something that we can at least talk about. So, so Tom, what do you say to the fact that no other state does it the way we do it. And as Butch Hollow points out, it's not like people are flocking to Michigan from New Jersey or California or Oklahoma because of no fault. In fact, you get people who say, I'm not going to pay these rates anymore. And so I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, wh- why is it Why is it that the way we're doing it is, is so smart if nobody else is following along? Many reasons. Number one, other states have a very powerful insurance lobbying uh, effort. Um, we have been able to fight that off here for a number of years. You know, when we talk about the care that's been offered in other states, and, and I think Butch's answer was the fact that uh, they'll still get it. They'll still get care. What they get in other states is a new wheelchair every every year and a half. What they get is a new blanket. What they get is institutionalization in nursing home facilities that are ill-equipped to handle 
these catastrophically injured people. There was an article from December 2012 in Bloomberg Businessweek that described the state of care in the rest of the country for these catastrophically injured victims. And it was described by a doctor as inhumane. We don't have that here in Michigan. But but I guess my question is, if, if it was that bad everywhere else and it was that good here, wouldn't we see more people trying to get here to get this as opposed to getting out of here to not pay the rate? Well, I, I will tell you there is, a, there is a phrase within the Brain Injury Association, and, and people say, if you get in a car accident in Ohio, crawl across the border to Michigan <laughs> because you do not get the care that you need in Ohio or some of these other states. Let's take Colorado. Colorado has been a state that's been used um, a number of times as an example. The fact is that since Colorado shifted from a no-fault to a tort-driven system, uh, they experienced a 205% increase in Medicaid costs. Um, and, and that shift was to taxpayers. Yeah. So uh, I think Mayor Duggan's comment yesterday was other states are doing just fine. I would, I would take issue with that, that other states are doing just fine. Populations in other states that are directly impacted by these accidents are not doing just fine. Yeah. Taxpayers who have to bear the burden of those costs are not doing just fine. We're not saying that changes uh, should not occur. Change should absolutely occur, but let's do it the right way. Let's work together to arrive at solutions that are sustainable, that do not shift the cost onto the shoulders of taxpayers. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the phones here. Lots of folks want to participate in this conversation. Tim in Detroit, uh, you're up next on Detroit Today. Uh, hey, thanks, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, love your show. Oh, thank you. Hey, I was just saying, you know, I had a guy talking on the phone, and he, you know, we the only state, we got the highest insurance in the, you know, in the country. And 49 other states, you know, they're doing well with what they're doing. So, you know, uh, we the only one right, and then everybody else is wrong, you know. And he said, you know, what if you get a brain injury? You know, I'd rather just take my chances getting a brain injury because I I go to pay insurance. And, shoot, I added my kids on. They wanted to charge me about, hell, about $3,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that. Uh, how do you make that calculation in your own life? Uh, do you pay the the, the the high rates thinking that I need the coverage if I need it? Or do you try to get to a space where the rates are lower and, and I guess take your chances with care? I don't, I don't think there's a perfect answer, but I think, Tim, you're, you're raising a really important side of that argument. I quickly want to get to Rob in Detroit. Rob, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, you there, thanks Rob? for having me. I just yeah, wanted to ahead. have a, a cool, quick point made before I, I got to take off for work here, but I just wanted to point to the lack of transparency on the part of the insurance companies. I mean, people need to be cognizant of the fact that insurance companies are just private corporations looking to maximize profits, and they're the ones fueling the debate for the eliminations of these protections we as Michiganders enjoy. And while insurance companies have been howling for eliminating these rights of injured persons, they have not been willing to open the books for the Catastrophic Claims Association so we can see if any of the changes they want are actually needed. And because they won't open the books, we just have to take them at their word that the rate increases are uh, a result of these protections. We have to take them at their word that uh, that uh, this is something that's actually needed as opposed to something that's just needed to increase profits. So I just consequently, I'd just like to make the point that 
it's my opinion that uh, there, there needs to be some transparency on the mm-hmm. part of the insurance industry, including opening the books of the Catastrophic Claims Association so we could see why these rates are actually going up and if there's actually a relationship between claims payouts and, and the amount they're paying out and the rate increases. And, and I think that transparency should be a precursor to any changes. And, and that's it. I do have to run. Thank yeah, you. No, and that gentleman gets to the heart of the matter. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Nobody's addressing the 800-pound gorilla in the room, the insurance industry that has that is completely unregulated in the state, that is free to set the rates, that stands as executioner next to the rack. And every time people talk about saving no fault, they crank that rack up a little bit more in terms of raising the rate, because they can, mm-hmm. until it hurts, until it's unbearable, until the like the individual who called just beforehand and says, my rates are way too high. I'll take my chances in getting a brain injury. I would rather pay a lower rate. Mm-hmm. They've got us over a barrel. And so what we're saying is let's all band together and address the transparency issue, address the, the rate-making, uh, the, the non-driving rate-making factors that go into setting the insurance rates. Um, they, the, the fox is, is running the hen house. And uh, it's time that we do something about it. So okay. we're all for that. We're all for reform, but let's do it the right way, the responsible way, the fair and affordable way. Okay. Tom Constan, president of the Brain Injury Association of Michigan, board member of the Coalition Protecting Auto No Felt. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Next, we're going to talk about health care. What's the future of reform now that the Obamacare repeal is dead again in the Senate? Stay with us on Detroit Today.